cleanly struck by Pedro. It's the late equaliser for Lazio. And there's the only goal. Sabiri with it. After 11 years, once again, Milan are the champions of Italy. Ciao ragazzi and welcome to yet another edition of Serie A Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast for your Calcio to go. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank. Happy opening weekend. How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, we're big in Malta. As yeah. I can see from the uh, chat, Jake Fennec is he's a diehard man. He's staying up and he's he's uh, he's plowing through. Uh, you know, and hanging out and hanging out and watching us tonight. Thank you for joining us, Jake. That's awesome. Got the usual cast of characters in the chat. See Ali Ali in the house. Anthony LaFleur is just chomping at the bit to hear what we have to say as always. So, uh, you know, great to have you guys with us. Uh, if you are watching us here on YouTube, please check in with us via the chat. Nathan Araya, good to see you. Good evening, sir. Um, check in with us. Uh, let us know where you're at. Let us know what you're drinking having a beer, uh, as I usually do to talk my calcio. So you, that water looks pathetic. We got to ship some more spotted cow to you. <laughs> I'm trying to stay hydrated. All right. <laughs> Long podcast <laughs> for bed yeah, yeah, well, that's <laughs> after it, this. That's it, that's it. <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed this, this is going to be a theme tonight. Uh, I got my Roma club DC t-shirt on here. Uh, two reasons, aware. right? One, because we got a guest on to talk a little Roma, but two, and it's Roma Club DC. Uh, they're based out of the four courts, Ireland four courts in, in Alexandria, and uh, many. It's hosting many clubs, not only Roma but also Milan, Inter, Napoli, many many clubs there. And uh, the bar had a accident this weekend. A car crashed into the bar, yeah. set on fire. Bar is closed. Displaced many DC club uh, Calcio club teams. So. Uh, they're looking for new homes right now, but it's like homage to them, but also honor our guest who's coming on here. Okay. And well, let's not waste any time. Let's bring our guest. And I believe this is his second cap uh, with Serie Sit Down. Freelance creator. Uh, he's worked with AS Roma English, Italian Football TV, Gentleman Ultra, and Urban Pitch. He's a history adjunct. He's in, he's in a Scorsese. Really, you are. But he would trade for the Sopranos. He is Wayne Gerard. Wayne, welcome What's back. What's up? What's up, Saria? Sit down. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> after that, after that intro. Good That's to have you funny. with us, and and uh, and and uh, and a newlywed too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. I went from being uh, <laughs> from being twenty seven and uh, single and living on my own to twenty eight engaged and living with somebody else. So it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind and now I'm 32 and have a house and married and, uh, who knows what's next. <laughs> so brace yourselves. <laughs> we understand you, brace your, you, you brace yourself. Pal. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got 14 years of marriage and I got a 10 and a seven year old. Just, yeah. uh, I got a second on the way. So, you know, I see, <laughs> I see where this is heading. Yeah. I, 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 I look like a handsome, uh, younger, uh, you know, Al Pacino uh, about 14 <laughs> years ago. So uh, look at me now. <laughs> Just, Only uh, good things coming then. There yep, you go. Yep. There it's, you go. I mean, it's all, it's all wonderful. Trust I me. Mean, believe me, believe me. I kid about it, but um, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's all been a treat. So um, <laughs> thanks to Anthony oh. Just reading those comments. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have Greek college, Wolfhead coffee, whiskey, liqueur, Canada. Um, okay, I, I will need to be educated on what you're going to be 
drunk and wired at the same time is that is basically what <laughs> i think i'm a lightweight Wayne's probably lightweight frank you're probably a lightweight uh no 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 i'm no lightweight <laughs> so, i cannot i can knock him back so. oh my goodness bob canadian whiskey it sounds like uh kryptonite yeah yep. yes bob lex has joined us too man they're all they're all checking in chris DeSantis, good to see you my friend yeah. uh good Hell to have yeah. everybody in the chat uh send any questions or uh uh, any questions or uh, reaction to the weekend uh, in the chat, we'll uh, bring it up and talk about it. Um, you know, but uh, with with Wayne here, uh, we're going to talk Roma. We're putting the City A spotlight on the Gialorossi. Uh Big, big year uh, ahead for them uh, with everything that uh, has gone on uh, in the summer mercato uh, and what is expected of Roma as a result. Really? Roma? Roma and expectations uh, in the same sentence is usually Roma shouldn't have any expectations, but not this year. There's some, there's some big time there. They're the trendy, um, uh, they're the trendy pick. They're the trendy pick for top four. They're the trendy pick for the Scudetto. They're the it team. Wayne, it's, 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 it's got to be a little bit uncharted territory. How are you navigating it as a Roma fan? Yeah, it is. It's funny. I see a lot of attention coming towards the club. People who I've never, you know, names that I've never come across. And that comes with like last year, Mourinho and now Dybala. So it's players and managers who have followings of their own. And now they join. And through social media, I realize just how big of a deal this actually is, where there's these different avenues which are bringing them over to Roma, and that's so surprising rather than just like the vintage fan, right? The guy who has been supporting them since the days of Totti or their father and uh, Di Bartolome. So rather than that historical process, now I see one which is brought together by just superstardom. And it's, uh, it's very interesting. I can't imagine how like, I don't want to say true, but vintage Manchester City fans or Arsenal fans must have felt um, when their team was going through an overhaul or a new ownership. And now I see it. It's, um, I don't want to say it's startling, but it's, uh, it's just interesting. It's like one new thing to learn how to navigate because, uh, you know, when you have somebody or a fan that supports an entity rather than the club itself, but that by a byproduct, they support the club. It's a weird thing in its own. Um, but it's cool. And, you know, all, Ultimately, all that means is that the club is getting big, bigger, more successful, bigger chances for silverware. So those are great things, and you can't hate on it. Um, but it's just very interesting dynamic. Hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, last year, obviously, Mourinho coming in, a lot of high hopes with him, right? And, you know, Frank and I both talked about this, both when Sadi and Mourinho joined their respective clubs, is that both these managers need a second year to really get their influence on this team, right? Uh, both managers play different styles, but you know, what they preach into their teams, it takes a lot of study and practice. And we saw with Mourinho's team got better and better as the year went on. Obviously, you guys won the conference league. And so good momentum going into the season. And then, like like Frank said, all these signings started coming aboard, some big names, some superstars. And now you are the, the favorite. Well, one of the favorites, I should say. Um, how does, I mean, are you, how do you feel? Do you feel top four is pretty almost a certainty are you are you still not there believing that hey i want to see how this works yet i mean how are you feeling right now uh early stages of this uh new new team that's been assembled here 
I think it's the objective when it comes time to talk about the word Scudetto. I look at the other teams, which last year Milan and Inter finished more than 20 points ahead of Roma. So there's so much ground to make up. And meanwhile, Roma has actually not spent that much. They've brought a lot of players in, uh, this type of pragmatic mercato, where only 7 million euros have been spent in transfer fees. And I think it's unfair to say that they are uh, candidates for the Scudetto because the other teams have been stable for a much longer time and they have more purchasing power overall. And uh, they also are coming off Pioli's uh, third. I think it's Pioli's third season now with uh, Milan. So right. they are, they've been welded. And Inter, even though that they went from uh, Conte to Inzaghi, they're still very much, they have that backbone in place. Uh, Juventus is another, I mean, look at that Mercato, it's, it's phenomenal. Di Maria, Pogba comes in, whether, whether if he's going to play um, the majority of games or not, because it looks like he is, he's going to delay his surgery. Pogba, Di Maria, the best center back in the league with Bremer, um, the expectations are all on them. So Roma should not have those expectations put on them by the media or social media. But uh, they will be there because of Mourinho, because they brought in big players. But overall, it's, uh, it's because they've done a good job at handling business that, that's being set upon them. But it really is not justified, I don't think, to put them as a uh, Scudetto candidate. Let's talk about Jose Mourinho um, and, and, and maybe some reason why he, you know, might he might Roma might be a Scudetto candidate, even though you have your doubts. We talk about we talked at length about um, what Mourinho has done in his second season at just about every stop. I mean, if you throw Manchester United out, you throw Tottenham out, um, odd fits for their own reasons. Um, he's won something, he's won something significant too. You know, Porto, he wins the Champions League. Uh, Inter, he wins the treble. Chelsea, he wins uh, He wins a second straight uh, Premier League. And then in his second stop at Chelsea, he wins the Premier League again. You know, is it – do you look at that as a good omen? Um, or do you still walk on eggshells with your confidence level in Mourinho, knowing that any time, you know, he's had a reputation for letting things get sour, um, you know, and – essentially wearing out his welcome. Uh, he's, he's proven, he's a proven winner. Um, I think that, you know, you get away from the brashness of him and you find one of the greatest managers of our time and of our generation. Uh, it has to be said. Uh, but th there's also the, like I said, there's the, there's the spot stops he's made where he's completely worn out of his welcome. He's flamed out and out he goes. So, uh, I don't think that's going to happen with him because this might be one of his last chances. Uh, but give us your opinion. Give us what uh, Romanisti feel about uh, Jose Mourinho at this point. I understand the precedent of winning in the second season. But even if something like that is not achieved, silverware is not, I think that the fans just completely have his back. He is someone that... Uh, has really bought in to the city and forget about the project or the success for something, but he feels like a part of the fabric that's really being sewn in right now. 
what he brings upon that also is a mentality shift. And I've really seen it. I've seen this team go from maybe some players who come to Rome and they want to have a vacation like Pedro, they call him out right now. And they think that uh, they're going to come here at the back end of their career, enjoy some fun in the sun, go to the beach on Mondays and go to practice on Wednesdays. And they're going to enjoy life. But instead now what we see is a bit more of a professional side, uh, one that is really hungry and wants to change the way that things have been and start to impose a more football culture around the club. Because I think that's something that just got completely carried away in the past decade. So we really start to see something shift. So even if Roma do finish, let's say fifth or sixth, and they're just in Europa League again, and they have a top eight finish in Europa League, which I think would be underwhelming, that still Mourinho would be supported. Because what we've seen thus far is a revolution in the way that not only the team plays, but in the mental aspect. And uh, he's buying into the emotional as well. So it's yeah. this perfect storm. No, I, I agree about that 100%. Uh, looks like the chat has a lot of questions for you, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bob says, do you think Zaniolo will stay at Roma? Yes. I really expect him to sign a new contract. He looks to be a perfect piece of this puzzle in the attack. He offers something that none of the other players do in that he's this starting to be a matured bull in a china shop where you can't really control him. And once he gets on his horse, the kid's going to go. And you're lucky if you can get in his way. And we saw today against Lermitano when this uh, Zaniolo, and I say this Zaniolo because compared to last season, this is another form now. This is the next level. He's so hard to stop. And I think that's because he's loving his football right now. He feels the support of his captain, the teammates around him. And I have to believe that he is enjoying himself. Um, and once he does sign the new contract, he can get that clarity in his mind and how he feels about his career and use that to uh, give him a piece and become even a better player on top of it. Frank, we talked about last week how, you know, the the, the triumvirate of Di Maria, Vlahovic, and um, Chiesa would be something special. I think if Dybala and Zaniola stay healthy, you're looking at the three there already working wonders together against, you know, not only Shakhtar, but today against Salaritana. The, the chemistry is there, Frank. I think this team uh, can go a long way if they, if they all stay healthy and they, they stay there, you know, meaning Zaniolo. I, I, you know, I'm with you on that. I mean, in particular, and we'll get into talking about the game here shortly, um, but I really, really like how the game set up for Zaniolo as it unfolded. Uh, Salernitana defensively, you could see it. They they put their attention on Abraham. They they mar they they deemed Abraham the danger man. They doubled over to him, and Zaniolo had just world just a world of space uh, without the ball. Easy to play into. I think he had one where he he won the ball and he had a ton of space to attack because there's just so much attention being paid to Tammy Abraham that it made Zaniolo the danger man. Well, now if you shift that over to Zaniolo, now you've got you know, Zaniolo man marked 1v1, Abraham man marked 1v1, Dybala man marked 1v1, and I think that a lot can get created off of that. So yeah. it's it's very dynamic uh, what that that front three can provide. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I feel that. Um, it looks like uh, we had a question here. Um, there's a lot of questions in the chat. I'm actually interested, and I can't remember who asked the question about it, about the stadium, Stadio della Roma. Oh, yeah, it feels yeah. like... This is, it feels like it should have been built by now and Roma should have been moved in. Uh, what's going on with that? 
So what happened was for seven to eight years, the plans at Tordivale kept getting renewed. There was always hope there'd be a downturn in the hopefulness. Then the next day there would be, oh yeah, it's going to happen. And it would be cyclical. Ultimately, it was proven that it's not going to happen. The city did not want it at Tordivale, which is right uh, directly south of the city center. So that has gone out of the way. But since then, there's been this renewal of, of interest. And the plot is uh, right by the Tiburtina train station in the eastern side of Rome. And that looks a little bit more promising. I think the city's uh, on board with it, which they never were with Tordivale. So there seems to be this uh, desire to want to work together with the club, which there wasn't from before with the mayor and uh, all the entities that go in with it. Rome is notorious for being a difficult place to get business done inside of. So let's see, but I am hopeful. Right now they're mentioning something 55 to 65,000 seats because it wants, they want it to be able to host Champions League finals. So uh, it's going to be... Somewhere between, now I'm quoting what I've read, uh, something between square and round. So what we come up with will be, uh, that's like the most general answer you could get, I guess. Yeah, something <laughs> square or round, we'll see. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I was expecting. Like <laughs> so that's what we've got so far. But yeah, the, the ambition is that it will be able to host a Champions League final. Hmm. Um, and expected due date as of now, 2027. But um who knows? Welcome to Rome. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, Ali Ali Oxenfreeze says, um, now that you've seen the, the players for a little bit here, some, some preseason, even in the first game today, what do you think will be the best formation here for Roma going forward? So I think Mourinho reverts back to the 4-2-3-1 if he can get another center back. If he can do that, because I was thinking today, I was talking to my buddy. Right now they're playing a back three. Well, what if one of those guys goes down? Then you insert Kambula. But then what? You have Chris Smalling, injury-prone. Um, players who will be need to be in rotation because of three different tournaments. Um, so then if one of those goes down, Kambula steps in. And then what? Like if you go then, does Cristante go down? But then Matic is not a 90-minute player. So what do you do? So I think that the goal for Mourinho is to get back to that 4-2-3-1 and sign another defender, this Mercato. I really uh, believe that is... I think he mentioned it like less than a week ago that if he could, if he had the players, he would go back to that. Uh, the three, four, two, one was more of something that he thought of to try and get the players that he had at his disposal in the middle of last season to try and work together. Mm. So I don't want to call it an emergency, but it's definitely a plan B. It just kind of, kind of goes to the tactical flexibility of Mourinho because in, throughout his career, I've seen him try so many different formations. Yeah. So, um, last one for me. It's actually a question from Jake uh, here in our chat about uh, Zeki Jellico. We thought that was a what you bought, what you got him for was a steal, less than yep. eight million euros uh, from Lille. Um, does he break into the first team, or is he just there to relieve Karsdorp from time to time? What do you see with uh, with the Turkish international there? I think once they go to a 4-2-3-1, Salik is the man that you want. He's a bit more of a defensive force. And with the counter, you get Spinazol or Zalewski who can do the attacking, which they uh, really enjoy doing rather than defend first mentality. So sure. I do see Salik as a starter. 
what happens in the rotation, um, I'm not sure. But definitely in a season which is going to have 55-plus matches about, these guys are both going to get plenty of time. So I think he is a starter, but that doesn't mean Karstorp will not be a starter as well. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Interesting. Uh, let's see. You mentioned how you think another maybe defender's coming here at the end of the window. Anything else you think Roma needs, or what do you think need they need to get to that next level? To be honest, I really liked the attack today, uh, and I can't remember the last time or if ever I looked at this Roma, and I was like, oh, they look complete in that area. So wingbacks and the attacks I feel very comfortable with. Uh, it would have been cool to get in Kostic, but I think that would have been maybe one too many attackers. Mm. He was a player I really liked. Of course, he went to Juventus. And the defensive midfield position to me is I thought when Lucas Torreira was not signed by Fiorentina that he would have been the perfect player to come in, especially in a 4-2-3-1. Right. But, but it seems like Mourinho is actually a content with Cristante and Matic interchanging. And then uh, on the other side of that pivot, is less of a pivot, I think, and more of like a withdrawn. I don't see them working like that, but rather one definitely right. staying a little bit further back. Um, I bet you that he would like to have Fratesi or someone more box-to-box -box in this squad is what I'm thinking. So center back number one, and then if it was possible, um, someone like Fratesi. And then, of course, if you're if we are to believe the Belotti rumors, which seem pretty true, that would be a really interesting signing as well. And which one, uh, a player that for, like I said, 55 plus games, he gives you such an option and one that uh, can play with his back to goal, is strong, can hold up the ball, and can interchange with his teammates, which I think is an underrated asset for a number nine. My last question before we get into the Salernitana game is, you mentioned you know possibly going to a 4-2-3-1. Who plays the center attacking middle, center attacking midfielder, the trecartista in that formation? Is it Dybala? Is it Pellegrini? Zaniolo? Who do you see in that in that three four in that three slot? Based upon today, ooh, it, I want to say it's Pellegrini. Something tells me Dybala, because if you have Dybala at the attacking mid spot, and then Zaniolo on the right, Abraham up top. Out left, I could see maybe someone like Zalewski come in mm -hmm. as a bit more of a withdrawn wing forward. Or, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know that Gian is going to stick around. Okay. Something tells me like that he's going to be put somewhere else to get more playing time. Um, or even El Shadoui. So you get a lot of options in that, uh, in that left wing role there, depending on how you want to tactically implement it whether if they're going to be a bit more attacking or more withdrawn as a support winger rather than a wing forward so that's that's a space to watch for sure because i couldn't give you a straight answer on that fair fair enough all right so richard let's dive into the salernitana roma game for our guest here yes sir Oh, that's me, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that we didn't establish that before the show. We didn't establish that. that you were going to recap that, and then I was going to bash the rest. So, <laughs> oh, right, very good. This is All what right. happens. This is what happens when it's like your second podcast in <laughs> two two weeks, and you hadn't done one like three months before that. Yeah, so. shaking off the rust, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, so Lenny Tata hosting Roma in this one. Uh, interesting game. Obviously, all eyes are going to be in this game because they want to see what the new players for Roma are going to do. 
Uh, look at the starting lineups for Roma. We'll start, we'll start with the home home team, right? Luigi Seppe, new goalie for Salernitana. Uh, then they go with Braun, Guillaume-Bert, Federico Fazio, somebody Wayne knows very well. Antonio Candreva, the guy who doesn't stop crossing the ball, uh, as well as Grigios Castanos, Koulibaly, not the defender one. Uh, Vilhena, Mazzocchi, Botheim, and Bonazzoli. Uh, many people know him. Wayne, when you see that lineup just today, who on that team uh, really scares you? It's got to be Bonazzoli, right? Or, or is there someone else that you're seeing in that lineup that really gets you worried about maybe a, a surprise result could happen? Bonazzoli can be a game changer, but it's Candreva. He was one of the best, or statistically, one of the players who checked out the most last season. Uh, on the right for Sampdoria, I was surprised to see him on Salernitana this season. I thought that he maybe could have been on a mid-table pusher. Uh, not like a Sassuolo, but maybe someone like a Torino that he could have got a new lease on his career because he was so impressive, even for a year or two if you sign this player. But he's been around forever, Syria pro. And if there's anyone who would like to score against Roma, it's an ex Laziale. Mm-hmm. So Candreva mm-hmm. to me was was a very dangerous player. And I thought he did a good job today, um, as did Matoki and, uh, of course, Fazio back there. That guy was – I thought he was pretty good today, actually. Yeah. So they, they held their own. Frank, it, obviously, Salernitana have upgraded with Luigi Seppe in goal. Uh, he's a, He's been a proven goalkeeper for Serie A many years, with, obviously, with Parma and, and some other stops. But um, – that has to be something, a, a bit of a comfort for Salernitana, knowing that they have actually a quality keeper back there that can maybe steal some goals or wins for them. Yeah, I mean, on on names, this looks like a pretty good team. Right. Um, I mean, Tony Vilhena is another one that's got a yeah. lot of experience. Um, you know, so, you know, and Castanos as well. I mean, it's an interesting side, um, and it's an interesting lineup to, to, to go at Roma. Um you know, I looked at this game statistically, and I think that, you know, this game felt like, does it make sense that, does it sound right to say, like, neither team really wanted to be superior in possession? I feel like both of these teams are going to thrive on the break and on the counter this season. I think that Roma, I don't think that Roma is going to be a, I don't think that Roma is going to thrive as a possession dominant side. I think they're going to be guys that survive on the break where, you know, you've got Abraham in a high position. Zaniolo can run off it. And then if you can't get it directly to one of those two guys, then Dybala is coming through the midfield where he can get it and he can find those guys and, you know, and, and get the counterattack going. And then it's the same thing for Salernitana when you look at them. It's, you know, it's they, they want to break, but they want to break through Condreva who could, mm-hmm. you know, get forward and pump in crosses. He's got two targets to to hit with Bonazzoli and uh uh, with it, it, how do you how does it what how do you pronounce this guy Bothheim or yeah. Bothheim? Okay, this is what happens when I don't have my readers. <laughs> um, so when I've got to read uh, small print, so um, you know, so it's and then Fazio is dare I say it, he's been pretty good. Uh, you know, I mean, ever since yeah. he went to Salernitana, we kind of joked, we were like. You know, Salernitana, when, when they signed him, is that Salernitana is confirming their relegation by signing <laughs> Federico Fazio. Right. <laughs> um, but he's been serviceable. So it's yeah. a decent side. I mean, it's it's still not one that I think stays up um, because they should not have stayed up after this past season. Yeah. Uh, Cagliari should still be in this league uh, if they knew how to score. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's what it is. All right. Well, yeah. let's. 
Let's get over to Roma's uh, lineup here real quick. Uh, Rui Patricio in goal, obviously. Back three of Mancini, Smalling, and Ibanez with Karzerp on the right. Spinazzola on the left. Uh, you have Pellegrini, Chris, Pellegrini, excuse me, Cristante, Dybala, Zaniolo, and then, of course, Tammy Abraham. You know, all eyes, obviously, on the new players, Wayne. Um, thoughts on the introductions of Dybala and Wijnaldum today. How, how do you think they fared with this lineup? And what, what was your overall thoughts on the lineup? Exciting. Uh, Dybala just fits in so seamlessly. It's like they've what they've been missing. And Dinaldam, I was so happy to see him get some time as well. I thought he had the goal, but then it was judged that Dybala was offside. So immediately yeah. you see the two new guys making a goal-scoring action. So, I mean, eh, as a fan, what more could you want than to see to, to see that? But uh, Vinaldum is somebody who takes up the quality of play, very much so. He's a guy who's he's won before. He's an all-out player. He brings uh, that total Dutch football mentality to a team, uh, like Frank said, that wants really does want to sit back more than take it to the other team. And I think we saw those lulls today where – uh, it seemed a bit stagnant, like, well, what's, you know, what's happening here? And they're both kind of just spreading it between the back four and content to hang out between, you know, in the middle of their half. So that's what you see right there. But uh, yeah, super exciting. And also Spinazzola, his reentry is a new signing in itself. So right. that's been a lot of fun. And I thought he had a great game too. Yeah, no, he definitely, he certainly looked, uh, looked lively today for sure. Uh, first half, you know, really... There was, you know, a surprising amount of chances for Lernitana Frank in this one in the first half. But I thought, you know, Roma looked the most dangerous of the group. And it seems like we talked about this a couple minutes ago is that the, the front three of Zagnolo, Dybala, and Abraham seemed to be feeding off each other. And they kept getting closer and closer, it seemed like. As the minutes went on in that first half, you're like, a goal has to be coming. But how, what did you make of Salernitana being able to have some attacks, some counterattacks there and, and get some opportunities? I, I think that... Salernitana must have found themselves to be surprised to have as much of the ball mm, yeah. as they did. Um, you know, watching them, watching them in this game, there were periods of possession from them where they didn't seem like they knew what they wanted to do with it, and I think that that's what led to some of the um, some of the counterattacking situations that Roma created. Yeah, I'm thinking of the one that Zaniola nearly just went solo. Uh, you know, as a classic example. Um, you know, so that jumps out at me. Uh, you know, it's it's like it was it was a you have the ball. No, you have the ball. No, you have the ball. We we want you to have more of the ball. We like the counter. No, we like the counter. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it literally felt that way watching this match. So yeah. yeah. Um. So it's uh. Yeah, I mean, but when it's but the Salernitana team can create some things certainly, and I think it has to do with when you look at. You know, Cristante and Pellegrini together in the middle of the park um, is not, you know, is, 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 are we now to believe that Cristante is this great tackler and ball winner? Because I don't know if Pellegrini is really that. Pellegrini is very technical, uh, can find a pass from that position. And that's probably what his function is more than trying to be a ball winner or a tackler. So when Mourinho started with these two guys, it's like, all right, well, if Salini Tana does come at you, who's which of these two guys protects the back three? Okay. Cause it doesn't, you know, Cristante can do it, but isn't that why you signed Matic? Mm. So, yeah. you know, so it was kind of confusing to me, uh, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think once, I mean, 
like Wayne said, Matic doesn't have 90 minutes in him. If he did, he would definitely be starting, you know, or maybe he eventually would get 90 minutes in himself. But he's not there yet, and so you got to you have to put someone else in there, and you obviously don't have Sergio Oliveira anymore. And so Crisante seems to be, you know, playing fairly well uh, at times. He, he does that role better than, I think, a center back position, you know, for him. For me, I think Crisante is certainly a much better in the midfield. I'm glad to say he's there as opposed to the, to the defense. But... Wayne, this game was begging for a goal. Uh, we thought the front three were going to get a goal, and it, eventually some the ball moving around a lot, all over the pitch. Ball comes back out. Cristante, Cristante with his left foot, somehow gets it past a bunch of defenders, past the goalkeeper, past Sepe, and into the back of the net. A relief for you, I think, because I uh, finally got that goal and looked like it was never going to come. Yeah, it's one that comes because they just purely suffocate the net. They got enough players up to surround it. And eventually it hit the right guy in the right place. It was a great goal by Cristante and one that I think he's deserved. He's been a guy that's kind of unsung in the past six months, one that's really grown. And he's become a really important part to Mourinho's team, his project. He's mentioned this in press conferences before, how much he likes uh, Cristante on the pitch and how he wishes that, uh, along with Pellegrini, that he could have like 11 of these guys so they're uh, really important to how he plays. He comes with the big goal. It was very good. And overall, I'm happy. Like, I'm not in this uh, halftime, right? We come across a 1-0 or 0-1 lead. And I think maybe some Roma fans are in the past. We would have felt like, oh, gosh, you know, anything could happen now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the maturity of this team, which was evident just in the first 45 minutes, I did not feel like that at all. I felt like Salernitana was going to have to push up a little bit and Roma would counter and get another goal. And at times, you know, they were so close to doing that. So I wasn't worried. I, I felt much less stressed, I think, in, than in seasons past, for, uh, definitely. Um, and just to add, like Pellegrini right there, he just, I'm not sure that is his best position. Uh, I saw him give the ball away once or twice, but I think that the idea there was that Roma would press up a little bit more and he could facilitate that passing uh, between the lines. Just my thought on what Mourinho was thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Frank, you know, I thought once that goal went in, we we're going to see a lot more goals. Obviously, with the halftime, one nothing, you're like, okay, well, it's still up plenty of time. Roma had their opportunities in this, right? Lots of opportunities, lots of near chances. You, you, know, you know, Wayne talked about the Wijnaldum goal that was, you know, that didn't count. Um, Ends one nothing, but I think what we can take away is that you know this team is different. I mean that learning experience of winning the conference league last year. I think to Wayne's point, they feel more comfortable in these situations and they don't feel rushed. Obviously, Mourinho loves these kind of games as opposed to um, anything else because he loves you know having that defensive masterclass. But what are your thoughts on overall game? Because you know should have been more scoreline. I think most the neutral and certainly maybe some Romanisti were thinking, hey, we should have scored two, three goals on, on Salernitana, but it wasn't that bad of a result, I think. No, it's not. And I think that ultimately when you look at it on the whole on the 90 minutes, this was a, a comfortable 1-0 win for Roma if, if 1-0 wins are ever comfortable. Um, you know, yeah, Salernitana had a little of the ball. They had their attacks. They they But did was Rui Patricio ever troubled? Um, yeah, no. Think. Not really. Uh, so on a different day, this is especially with the chances Zaniola. Zaniola should have probably had a hat trick in the first half. Um, that'll come. Uh, you know, he, he, he will he will convert those opportunities. Um, you know, Dybala will have more influence as, as, as we go. And I thought he was all right in this game. Um, 
you know, certainly he created, he, he created his own chances. Um, you know, all of them got chances in this game, really, um, you know, to one degree or another. Uh, but I thought it was a game that Roma was in control in from, in particularly from when Cristante scored. So, yeah, as I said, I mean, if there's ever a comfortable 1-0 win, this is it. Uh, and, and a good start because, you know, I mean, in, you know, we'll talk about some of these other results that happen. We'll talk about tomorrow's games. But, you know, Roma winning at Salernitana 1-0. You know, Inter winning at the last second at Lecce 2-1. That matters, it okay? Does. You know, that, okay, so fine. You didn't go out and, and bury them 5-0. Okay, but you got three points, you know, at, at, at places that these teams, Lecce, Salernitani, you're talking about two teams that are going to scratch and claw for every point they can get. Right. And that makes them da- that makes them dangerous to play against, especially at their track. So if you can go there and get three points, you know, there's going to be some te- teams you're going to be contending with that are not going to get three points there. So um, it's a good start for Roma. It's a, a good overall performance. I thought it was an efficient performance from them. Uh, I, I think that, you know, more goals will come uh, from them. It, it has to, with especially with that trio up front. Yeah. Um, and especially with the service that they can get in, in, in the wingback positions. But in the meantime, right now, you take your three points and you move on. You know, <laughs> what do we keep saying on this podcast for years? It's not, sty- it's not about style points. It's about three points. Exactly. So... Um, and, uh, and, and then that's what Roma did today and, and good on them for doing so. Wayne, final thoughts on this game before we let you get out of here. Uh, happy with this result. I mean, like Frank said, it felt comfortable. What did, what did, what did you feel? I really go along exactly with that. I'm reading a quote right now from Mourinho's post interview. And he said, I am pleased. Perhaps one of you will write that Zaniolo and Dybala could have scored two or three goals, but I can, I only saw that both of them had great games. And that's the truth. Like, yeah, of course they could have. But really, in the big picture, what they did have was great games. And if those two are clicking together and this team can really gel, oh, it's uh, it's a scary thing. Yeah, you don't want to think certain things as a fan. But, man, who's who can stop them? I want to see... I want to see them take out some Giants this year because that was the problem last Week year. Week three, Juventus. Just yeah. Saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um yeah, no, I think yeah. What's under no one's everyone's gonna be talking about Zaniola and Dybala not scoring or the or it's one nothing game, but you guys kept a clean sheet and really Rui Patricio was not threatened at all. That's pretty good defensively. You can get Cremonese next week. Should be much of the same. You know, we, you never know with these with these young upstarts from the um, from Serie B, but it's it's a good way to walk into Juventus in week three. I think you know we said Frank and I talked about this last week. Let's see what Roma's made of when they play their first test, which will be Juventus. If they knock off a win there, everyone's eyes are going to be like, okay, maybe we are talking Scudetto, but it's obviously still early days. Um, yeah. Thank you you know, for coming on today. Uh, anything? This is your time here before you yep. leave. Uh, anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, just my point? YouTube. My YouTube. I've been taking steps uh, here and there. Not here and there. Actually, a lot at a time. <laughs> this summer, I've been really working on it. It's got... Um, I was talking to the guys before we came on set. Uh, my microphone has been really working on audio quality. This is my spare bedroom in my home that I've been trying to make my little YouTube studio. So it's Wayne in Rome. It's YouTube.com slash Wayne in Rome. Um, I've been 
I think, uh, what's the word? Putting out content like every week. I know there's a word for that. Um, consistently. Consistently putting out content, really want to make it something that grows. Just like this, I look at Syria, sit down, and it's beautiful looking and it's a great conversation. So, credit to you guys. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well, and of course, Twitter. So, just check out my stuff. Thanks. Wonderful. Wayne, uh, we got to do this again real soon. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe uh, a Darby Della Capitale will bring you on. So. Yeah, oh, that would be great. And by the way, I, I, I must have said it three days ago. Oh, I can't wait to get to, uh, what's it called, Four Corners in oh, yeah. D.C.? Yeah, yeah um, Four Courts. Four Courts. I was like, I can't wait to get there. And then yesterday I saw that a car hit the building. Yep. <laughs> it's a yep. shame. It is. It <laughs> was like, what? No. So but hopefully I'll let you know, okay I'll let you know where Rebel Club D.C. moves to. I keep close contact with those guys. Uh, so I'll let you know you know where they end up going to. So Yeah, cool. For sure. And you've become, you become a Roma guy now. I think Solano... <laughs> Early on was, but we always brought him on. Like, <laughs> would always bring him on, like the week that Milan would play Roma, and I did that on purpose because I started catching on to the idea that every time we brought Solano on, uh, Roma would lose. Um, <laughs> so I just made sure that I brought him on when Milan played Roma. <laughs> so uh, you know, and then he fi- he finally caught on to it too. But I know he and uh, he he and Nima and Carlo are obviously uh, doing the Italian football podcast and are very busy with that. So that's why it's hard to get them yeah. these days. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, cool. but nonetheless, Wayne, it was great. Uh, yeah, your next cap's going to come around real soon. Cool, cool. Looking forward. Thank you, sir. Right. Have a wonderful Thank you. night. Peace, yep. guys. Good night. See ya. You bet. So that was Wayne Gerard once again at Wayne in Rome uh, on Twitter. And, and did he say that was his Instagram as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Nathan, I'll give a shout out to Nathan. He runs uh, Milan Club DC, and he says uh, the Roma Club DC went to, on, in Boca Alupo for the match today. So, okay, there you go, there you go, Wayne. There you go. Beautiful. All right, so that's that's where the uh, Roma Club DC is going to be at. Is that where they're going to be for future games, Nathan? Just let us know. Um, at least for the time being, yeah. At least for the time yeah. being. So, you know, some of our DC listeners that are Roma supporters or if they just want to come out and, you know, hang out with them, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's where they're going to be. So um, let's move on to the rest of match day one, Richard. Uh, It started uh, on Saturday. It started with the champions at the San Siro Milan hosting Udinese. Um, I wanted to verify this before the before the podcast I, I couldn't find it um anytime goal odds for Rodrigo Bacal uh not just this game but like to be the first goal scorer in Serie A this season it had to be really really long but nonetheless a great I mean you know what and 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 Milan fans were getting all pissed off about giving up an early goal and all this other stuff I'm just going to say this as a Milan supporter that was a brilliant corner uh by Delafeo and a brilliant finish by Bacal and as good as Milan's defense is, they're not stopping that. No team in this league is stopping that. That was perfection. Uh, and uh, Udinese goes up uh, a goal to nil. Uh, incident in the ninth minute. Um, uh, Cornrows there in goal there. Silvestri. <laughs> God damn it. What an awful look, by the way. He I loves Black Salt, okay? Leave him alone. <laughs> that's just... Somebody's got to have a conversation with him about that. Um, but I think Teo Hernandez was. <laughs> was he? Okay. I don't know. Spills it. Calabria goes for it, gets a touch on it, gets brought down by Soppy, and then uh, this goes and gets reviewed. 
and uh, the penalty is awarded. It is the trailing leg of Soppy that catches Calabria and makes contact and brings him down. Uh, this is a penalty. Uh, if this happened to Inter, this is a penalty. If this happened to Juventus, this is a penalty. If this happened to Napoli, this is a penalty. You know where I'm getting at, Richard. This is... I don't know why people didn't think this was a penalty. Obviously, they're going to... if you're Because not, it's Milan, man. that's why. Yeah, yeah. But this is a clear stone penalty for me. I'm like, you take the man out in the box. They're like, it's a penalty. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the ball was in the area. He took a man out when he didn't have the ball. Penalty. Yeah, you want to go see robbery in terms of calls? Go, go ask, uh, go ask, go ask, go ask uh, Chelsea fans today how they feel oh. about Anthony Taylor. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just wow. But uh, Teo Hernandez would convert the penalty, make it one-one. Uh, four minutes later, a goal of the week candidate. Uh, nice little V move by Brian Diaz. Uh, Sets clear uh, Calabria, who crosses it. Ante Rebic finishes it, 2-1. Uh, Milan controlling the match until the 45-plus fourth minute. Adam Messina uh, basically catches in, catches Junior Messias snapping on the back post, cuts in front of him on a Roberto Pereira cross, 2-2 at halftime. Uh, but it, we, we didn't, you know, how would Milan react? Well, we only needed about 34 seconds into the second half, uh, across, uh, from Teo Hernandez, a, and I believe it was Messina trying to head the ball, uh, out for a corner and just hits the wrong part of his head. It falls invitingly to Diaz. Diaz slides it in three goals to two. And then in the 68th minute, uh, after some nice pressing there between Messias and Diaz, they get the ball. Diaz finds Ante Rebic. Rebic gets his brace. It's 4-2. Uh, debut for Charles de Ketelar. Now, I say de Ketelar only because that's what I heard it from just Belgian League highlights and listening to how they were pronouncing it. And I, the, the, the Paramount Plus guys are calling him de Ketelare. We're going to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. Charles de Ketelare. De Ketelare? Okay. So... Um, There's like so videos going be... on, on on Twitter about it, about him saying it. Uh, Milan has a video about it too. So, oh, they do. Okay, so that's so that's 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 fine then. So, Milan go on and win four two. A pretty com- not not necessarily a complete performance. There there certainly were their fl- they certainly came with their flaws, but you know superior in possession and chances in that game uh, for the Rossoneri. At the same time, speaking of referee decisions. Uh, Sampdoria was hosting Atalanta. We thought we had a goal in the 16th minute for Francesco Caputo. Somebody needs to explain to me what that foul was um, because I didn't see a foul. Yeah, you know, I, I at first I thought that was the robbery of the weekend. I thought there was no foul. And I just before we came on, I was looking at some different angles on that play. And you saw that the elbow of the Sampdoria player came up and hit uh, hit the guy in the face. It's ever so slight. It's a it's a weak call, if that's what they called what they did, but it, the elbow was to the face. It wasn't as it didn't it wasn't obvious, but the one angle that I saw showed that the elbow that I think it was a robbery still, the soft penalty, but or soft uh, take disallowance of the goal. But uh, yeah, it, his elbow was up. I saw it in one replay. I couldn't see it in any other replay except for the one I saw this after, uh, just a couple minutes ago. And uh, yeah, I changed my tune after I saw that. But yeah, it's very it's very close. I, I thought it was a sad call, to be honest. I thought that I, I didn't see anything. I honestly didn't see anything wrong with it. But nonetheless, Sampdoria are deprived of a goal there. Uh, 26th minute, Atalanta would score. 
uh, a ball coming in for Pasolich, who heads it across for Rafael Toloy uh, to make it a goal to nil. It would be halftime there. Uh, and then we wouldn't see a second goal until the 95th minute after Sampdoria feverishly pressed. There was a free kick. Our boy Sabiri, who we were high on in the preview, keep watching out for him. Big, big reason why uh, Antonio Candreva isn't there anymore. Um, he's handling a lot of the set piece stuff and hit a free kick at the had a free kick hit the post, you know, among other things and some of the things that he was creating. He was fantastic in this game, by the way. Um, and how did he not come away with a goal? This is a rising star that's not going to be at Sampdoria very long. Um, so he's he's worthy of being in our intro, but this Pedro Lazio thing, Richard, you got to do something about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this. Uh, you know, Jerry can only pay us so much and then he's going to start sending Nutella <laughs> and then we're going to have to, Nutella. and then we're, well, I, you, we're <laughs> just going to, no, <laughs> Nutella doesn't pay bills. So, um, but it was Atamola Lookman getting his debut goal. Another guy that we're really high on, yeah. uh, you know, with his prospects. So Atalanta winning by two goals to nil. Lecce and Inter, um, uh, my uh, first victory lap uh, on Romelu Lukaku, my pick for Capocannonieri, only needed two minutes uh, to reintroduce himself to Serie A, um, making it a goal to nil. Uh, just about the only fit center back for uh, Lecce goes out in the 21st minute. Those are our uh, Lecce fans UK had to be like, how are we going to do this now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they come out in the 48th minute and, and score. It's Asan Cisse getting the getting the uh, leveler there in the 48th minute. And then after that, Lecce defended for dear life, defended for that point. Um, Inter had chance after chance after chance. It would be in the 95th minute where Denzel Dumfries scores and wins the game for Inter 2-1. Uh, Bedlam there. The bench clears. They all go and celebrate. Yeah. Come on, Inter. You've done this before. <laughs> it's at Lecce. It's the first game of the season. Yeah. So, yeah. But to the commentator's credit on that game, said, you know what? This may not seem significant now, but when you get to May, Huge. Those extra two, these extra two points might mean a lot, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah. uh, you know, I thought that was a very interesting point. Um Let's see. So now, finally, that Monza, the uh, long-anticipated uh, return of Berlusconi and Galliani uh, with Monza, and uh, they hosted Torino. Alexi Miranchuk, I had no idea that Miranchuk went to Torino until I saw him out there playing. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Should be big yep. this year for him. Yep, and I think that that's a really nice fit, especially in Ivan Juric's system. So, and good to see him get to play, get some playing time. He scores. He was played in by Antonio Sanabria, who was fantastic in this game. He would score himself a goal of the week candidate. I think it's the goal of the week, actually. Mm. I mean, yeah, fine, it's two yards away, but there is a huge degree of difficulty with what he's doing there. Yeah. Um, you know, to to finish that chance, sixty-six uh, minute uh, played in by Samuel Ricci. Um, Monza would get their goal, maybe deserved a little more out of this game than they got. Uh, but it would be uh, Danny Mota in the 94th minute, making it two goals to one. Um, Monza showed some pretty good stuff despite losing uh, at home to Torino. So let's uh, let's keep watching them. We think they're staying up and you know, certainly played like a team that's going to give some people some trouble. Sanjay Hussein, hello. Um, you know, Anthony thinks Monza have a lot of work to do. 
I just think it's startup issues for a promoted team. I think that once they gel, they're going to be fine. There's a lot of talent there. Um, and I thought that they were were serviceable here in their performance against Torino, but we'll see. Uh, Fiorentina against Cremonese. Uh, and this starts off 16 minutes in with Jack Bonaventura uh, scoring on a pass from Christian Kwame. Good to see Kwame back and getting yeah, regular opportunities. And with a good team yeah. um, and not with Genoa. Uh, and then three minutes later, David Okariki coming in and scoring for Cremonese. And wow. uh, amazing when you play Okariki, he actually scores. Hey, Venezia, uh, we're talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, so one one there. And then the uh, probably one of the, the steel signing of the summer, uh, you know, in Serie A that you could argue, Luka Jovic coming over for free to play in that striker role for Vincenzo Italiano. We say it's the system. Luka yep. Jovic is going to thrive in this system. Yes. Scoring. Uh, in the 34th, uh, putting Fiorentina ahead to one. But uh, 43rd minute, Cremonese's uh, problems would escalate as Escalante uh, got <laughs> sent off. See what I did there? Bad um, jokes. Yes, bad jokes. We've got them here at City A Sit Down. That is for sure. So <laughs> but we, can ident- we can identify pasta shapes. That's right. <laughs> so, um, all right. So then uh, in the 68th minute, it was Matteo Bianchetti equalizing for Cremonese, but it wasn't even... Okay, it's really, really comical that Rolando Mandragora gets credit for this goal. I know. Because this is all about Radu. Yes, Um, yes. And just, you know, you feel bad for the guy. Suddenly now the Leon Lett of Serie A. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, At least, you know, so... Yeah, they both won titles, I guess. Yep, it was... uh, it's what it was. I mean, I, this was just this was Fiorentina. Just Fiorentina dominance, really. Twenty eight point, twenty eight shots, eleven on target, um, and and really, it kind of being harsh on Radu because I mean, he, he had to make a lot of saves to help keep Cremonese in it yeah. up until that point. So I mean, it's like on the one end you want to look at Radu and point at him and laugh, but at the other one said he played really damn well up until that point. Yeah. So. Um, so three, two there, Lazio and Bologna, you gotta give, you gotta forgive Luis Maximiliano. He must've came from a league where they can use their hands outside the box. Um, so he got sent off six minutes in, um, Bologna get a penalty in the 38th. It was Arnautovic, uh, Bologna are uh, man advantage. Everything's going well. Adamo Samaro in the 40th minute gets the yellow card, right? So it's like, okay, you're on a yellow, dude. You're going to have to stay on your feet. You're going to have to compose yourselves. But 48th minute. Oh, Bologna. Yeah. This is this is what this is this is what you're going to be this year. Oh. <laughs> if you're a Bologna supporter, I feel for you. He goes to ground, rush of blood to the head, and yes, connects with the Lazio player, gets his second yellow, gets sent off. Uh, two bookings in the space of about eight minutes uh, to make it 10 v 10 and give Lazio a lifeline. Uh, Lorenzo Di Silvestri turns one into his own net in the 68th minute and then Chiro Immobile in the 79th. Uh, very nicely timed run, very nicely weighted pass by Sergei Milinkovic Savic, uh, giving Lazio a 2 1 win. We talked about the Roma Salernitana game. The other game of note, Spezia. Uh, if there's uh, an example of shithousery this weekend, it came from Spezia. Uh, Luca Gotti seems to have them wanting to play this way. Mbala and Zola scoring one of two shots on target for Spezia. Empoli, 18 shots, five on target. Um, 
and uh, just could not get something out of it. I mean, I look at this Empoli team, and that's that's going to be fun. You know, Destro had his chances and missed. Lammers is really good. By Rami, Marin, um, probably unlucky to not come away with at least a point there away at um, Spezia. Richard, where do you want to go first? Oh, let's start with the let's start with the reigning champs, Milan. I thought I, I think you put it right that they they look good. They look you know whenever they got challenged, they punched right back. Uh, you know, took the took the lead. You know, obviously in that um, obviously have some hiccups to go that need to go away. But I think overall, I was impressed with the team. I think the new signings, the Catalare, looked very smooth and efficient. Uh, Origi was nice to see out there. Seeing you know, all the players really out there. I don't know if any Milanese caught this, but there's a play in the game. I think it was maybe in the first half, um, but Bacow did like a punch to the back of Rebic's head, and Krunic got in right away and went after him, and they both got yellow cards on that play. Uh, and you love to see that fight by Krunic. You know, the, the team is really together. Uh, mm-hmm. and we talked about teams like Monza and some of these other teams need to gel and stuff like that. Milan are gelled already. They're they're together. They're one cohesive unit, and so you love to see that there. Um Atalanta, Sampdoria, again, you know, we talked about that goal that was taken away from Sampdoria, but, you know, Atalanta, other than that, they kept a shutout for the most part. Oh, they did. They kept a shutout. Um, good to see some of the goals that they had in that game. Nothing really too crazy, I guess, to say with that game. Was Atalanta lucky? I don't know. It's too early to tell. I want to say they it was it was intentional, every bit of it. But I don't know. Let's. I want to see a couple more games to see if, to see if that was just a fluke. They got lucky, or or what was going on there. But uh, uh, I I think it was intentional. But I'm not positive, really. Honestly, it's too early to tell. This is the team. This is like a Jekyll and Hyde team that we never know what the heck they're thinking, whether Gasparini's planned this or not. You never know with them. Uh, so I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Inter Lecce, obviously a, a decent performance by Inter. They still won the game. You know. Dumfries got the game-winning goal at the end. Dumfries, I think, played very well in this game. You know, what I noticed about Lukaku, obviously he got the goal, um, He's and he's finding himself in the right position, right? Preseason, he scored some goals, but he's not the same Lukaku. He's a little bit bigger than he was when he was previously at, at Inter. Um, mm-hmm. so he's, I don't know if he's going to have that pace still that he did previously. Before, he was just a bull in China. He was a monster before. Um, I don't know if he still has that. He's still going to be almost unbeatable in the box, but... You know, some of that play, we remember back a couple years ago in the Derby della Madonnina, just blowing by Romagnoli or this and that with all that speed. I don't know if he has that anymore. He looks bigger than he did, you know, with his time at Chelsea, obviously getting some weight. But, um, yeah, he still knows how to score a goal. I sure. think he'll be fine going forward. Whether he, he has a pace or not, they have so much talent on that team. It, it's a, this is a good team there. Um, Torino, Man, Torino Manza, I, I agree with that. Sonabria was fantastic in this game. I thought that that goal was was marvelous by him. It's 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 difficult to do, right? It was going to be wide, and he got it in the net. You know, two feet away, forty feet away, it doesn't matter. It doesn't care how the sausage gets made, right? As long as it goes in. Um, Fiorentina, Cremonese was crazy. Um, Immobile getting back on the score sheet. I'm going to end this with Empoli. I think Empoli is going to be better than I thought they were. I think that's yeah. going to be a really nice fit. He had many opportunities in this game. You know, it just that. Spezia stopped him every time. I think Destro is going to have uh, be able to eat and score a lot of goals like he did last year. So look out for Destro and Empoli to have a um, a decent season. I'm not saying top ten, um, but I mean they may get fifteenth. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I mean, it's Spezia. It's a team that we think is going to be 
in a relegation fight. But I mean, on the strength of Empoli's performance overall, I think they're going to give people some problems this season. Um, plenty of quality in their team. Probably, as we mentioned, unlucky not to get out of there with a point um, at, at the bare minimum. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this we'll see how this progresses for them. Um, you know, I thought, uh, yeah, you know, Martin was was solid playing through the midfield. I mean, they're they're looking exactly the way we talked about them last week. Yeah. Um, you know, now they just need to provide some goals here. Uh, so. I think uh, Sanchez bring up some good points that I didn't bring up during the Milan game. Um, Rebic looked good as a striker. I agree about that. And Diaz. Diaz was very impressive, I think, in this game. His footwork, his passing ability, his ability to find the open man and, and get into spaces that maybe he had no business to get into, uh, like the, the assist on the, on the last goal. So, um, yeah, good game for both of those. Sure, sure, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think the other games that I would take a look at and, and talk about, I mean, I think I don't, don't have a good answer on Lazio yet. I don't know what to make of them yet. I mean, you know, they, yeah. this looked like a game that they were probably going to go on and lose because they were going to play a man down. And then, uh, tomorrow, so does, does them a favor. Yeah. Um, and, and gives them a chance to win. I mean, I think that it probably at this point, maybe, cements what I think Lazio is going to be. And I said it last week. I said a low-end European finisher. I mean, 6th, 7th, and I think last week I rattled them off as 7th. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm concerned with some of the defensive naivete from Fiorentina. Yeah, yeah. Two goals to Cremonese. That's uh, nothing to you know shine their shoes on. You know, when they play some of the big boys – you're worried that they may give it more, right? Um, yep. But offensively, you like what you see from them. I, yep. I agree with you. I think uh, Luka Jovic is going to be a fantastic – he's just a plug-and-play person for them, and he's going to fit nicely. He's going to get double-digit goals easily. Uh, and good to see Jack Bonaventura still doing his thing at you know, the ripe old age of 75. So uh, it's, it's really good. It, I think Fiorentina is going to be a fun bad, but more on the fun side. Yep. Who sustains what they did this week is going to be the question. You argue that Milan will probably be better than this. Defensively, yeah. They'll clean some of this stuff up. I think Udinese are going to be okay here. I agree. Um, You know, I don't think that they're in any danger of, of relegation or anything like that. It looks like they've got some things that they can cause some problems. Sampdoria, I thought, played really well against Atalanta. Yeah. Um, they didn't trouble Musso for the most part, except for the free kick off the post by Sabirdi that we that we saw. Yeah. Um, they might be the least likely of all these teams we're talking about to sustain that kind of level of play because we've seen things go south under Giampaolo. But – Maybe with Juricic, um, Sabiri, with some of these playmakers, a, a fresh look. Um, it's it's it, it might be a little bit different, you know. You got to get Caputo scoring goals. You got to get Quagliarella scoring goals. That's the that's the big key. The problem is, I mean, look at the other teams, and you know, look at some of the top teams and why they do so well. They have strikers that are dynamic, you know. I mean, Lukaku at Inter. Uh, you know, Milan have, you know, Rebic playing really well. Giroud can score goals. Um, you know, we'll see what Origi can do. Um, Napoli have Ossiman. 
Juve have Vlaovic. I mean, yeah, the list goes on and on. Abraham at, at Roma, Immobile at, at Lazio. Okay, Sampdoria have Francesco Caputo and Fabio Quagliarella. Um, guys that were at one point pretty dynamic, but yeah. they're older now, you know, and they're not going to move defenders and they're not going to unbalance defenders. Yeah. That's the that's the overall concern I have with Samp. You know, where you look at Empoli's got a couple of fresh young strikers right now with Destro and Lammers where it looks pretty interesting. So, so Sampdoria right now, I mean, if you're talking about sustaining or building or improving, I think out of the 16 teams we watch, I would find Sampdoria to be maybe the least likely to be able to sustain this. Okay. Um, and I think the team that the teams that I think will most likely, the teams at the top that we watched are going to be the ones that are going to most likely get better as we go along. Milan are going to clean up a lot of their stuff. Inter aren't going to be in dogfights like that all season long. Um, that was a case of, okay, Lecce back up, have a chance to get a point off of one of the contenders and just fighting like hell for it and Inter finding a way to get one late. And then and then Roma, I think that's the kind of performance that today it's 1-0. In a couple of months, it's going to be 3-0. Yeah. I think um, of all the teams from this weekend – Honestly, I think the teams that can sustain what they what they did in opening week would be probably the two Roman clubs, Lazio and Roma. Mm. I think Roma looked comfortable. They had a lot of scoring opportunities. They could probably score a lot more goals, obviously, but yeah. uh, they looked very comfortable in that match. Uh, kept a clean sheet defensively. They're pretty solid. And Lazio, same thing. I mean, obviously they had uh, the punch in the in the first couple minutes where you know Pagliuca showed up to them and they lost the goalie, but. Uh, they fought their way back, and once once it was 10, 10 versus ten, you saw the Lazio, which you were expecting a little bit more domination and and you know freewheeling and, and scoring goals and stuff like that. So yeah, I think those are probably the only two probably that will sustain what they did in terms of on the upside. Everyone else, like you mentioned, all the, the rest of the top seven sisters, um, they're all going to improve. They're going to have to. We haven't even, we haven't seen Napoli or, or Juventus yet, but I think yeah, for sure. Yep. Um. <laughs> Jerry Mancini, Connor McDavid, game winner for Lazio. <laughs> He's everywhere, that guy. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, uh. All right. Um I, I wanna let's let let's 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 address Bob's question here. I like that. Um who do you think will be the breakout star this season? Okay, let's take away the seven sisters and potentially oh, okay. Fiorentina. Let's let's remove them from the equation. Took mine right away. Off. What's that? You took mine away right away, but that's good. That's fine. Well, that's no, good. who were you going to say? I'd say Luka Jovic. Okay, kind I, of a easy one almost. Yeah, it's it's low hanging fruit though. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it a striker in Italiano system. So yeah, it's, yeah, fair enough. It's set up. I mean, it's set up for him. Let's. I mean, the 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 city I sit down people come to see us for they we we okay do the deep dive we do the digging we we come up with the names that are on those so who you got mid table middling teams that are going to work their way up oh it's Sabiri oh yeah um, Sabiri for sure Sabiri for Sampdoria for me um, I think is going to be you know as long as Giampaolo doesn't screw him up. Um, I think there's a real star there, Abdel Hamid Sabiri. Um, he, he's a uh, German German international, believe it or not. Um, uh, so probably going to have a hard time finding his way onto Flicks Germany. 
but incredibly technical player. Um, you know, and and good on the set piece, good on the dead ball, good good in open play. I mean, he he created a ton. Um, I think he took seven shots in this game against Atalanta yesterday. Um, and and we were high on him last week, and uh, we're we're his individual performance against Atalanta justified it. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. That's a good shot. Huh, let's see who I want to take. Um, a lot of good guys out there I saw so far. In the- I will point out before you go on, but I will point out I, I, depending on what happens with Ross Pedori and maybe he stays at Sassuolo, I do have a thought that maybe Augustine Alvarez comes up and plays really, you know, has it. Yeah, that's a good shot. I think there's 15 goal upside for him if he, if Raspadori somehow is not in the picture. You know, if, if he is, then Alvarez is going to probably be a backup and maybe might score seven to nine goals. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good shout. Um, first name that came to mind with me, um, you know, you look over at, and Empoli, we kind of picked a couple guys last year from Empoli. Uh, we thought that we're going to do well. They actually did really do well, uh, both Solovsky and um, by, well, by Army, you know, for a while now, right? But yep. um, Sam Lammers is someone who we've known and mm-hmm. hasn't got the pitch time yet, and I think he can really shine with the, with the pitch time at Empoli, uh, as well as Liam Henderson. I'm curious with him because I, I was impressed with him today. Yeah. Despite the loss, I think he will become a solid center back. Be, or mid, uh, center midfielder, you know, paired with Razvan Marine, who we were both very high on. I think that's a good person to be uh, your your learning your learning partner there. Um, I think Liam Henderson could have himself a, a pretty decent season, honestly, for um, for Empoli. So the, there's they got that there, you know, and Zola also from Especia. We'll wait for him to break out. He looked decent here, uh, you know, in today's game against uh, Empoli, but got the goal. Um, I wasn't sure about the celebration there, but I think he, you know, we, we've known about him for a while there. Um, and there was someone from Sassuolo that I was thinking about before the before the show. Like, it, names escape me now. i got to look at the players' names. Um, Is that uh, that uh, Conradson? No, no, yeah, you talked about him last week, and, and I agree with you 100% on there. Um, it'll come Tri- back. No, we've talked about Traore many, many times already. Um, I don't know. It'll come back to me later, but uh, yeah, right. let's stick with the Empoli guys for now and, and Enzola from Spezia. Yep. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's easy to talk about the teams from the, you know, from the top. You know, you, you know who the breakout guys are. We, we're trying to just dive a little bit deeper. Watch these guys. We're 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 fans of. We're we're big on trying to find the guys you better know about before everybody else figures out that they're. Oh, hey, these guys are good. We want them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So that's that's that. Um, well, Juve implode this season. <laughs> Here's we'll hoping. Well, let's jump into those games that are going to be going on tomorrow, Richard. We got Hellas right. Verona hosting Napoli, uh, and we've got. Uh, he, well, let's start with Hell and Juventus hosting Sassuolo. Let's start with that Hellas Verona Napoli game. Uh, overall, as a fixture, Napoli has it's been a mixed bag for them. Um, the uh, Napoli won. At Hellas Verona, let's see. I'm just trying to find out. Okay. Uh, Napoli won at Hellas Verona back in March 2-1, but that's because Hellas Verona had uh, sent off, had two players sent off. Um, but you go back and look at this, it has not been the last, the three games previous, a couple of draws, 
Um, Hellas Verona winning 3-1. Napoli winning at Hellas Verona 2-0 back in June of 2020 uh, during that uh, during that COVID period. Um, you know, and then prior to that, Napoli pretty much owned Hellas Verona. I think what the last if the last four games are any indication when these two teams have played each other, there should be goals in this game. And and it's not crazy to not, you know, it's it, it's it's not a crazy uh, hypothesis here either. You got a Napoli team that is retooling without Kalidou Koulibaly. By the way, what a banger he scored for Chelsea today. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, with Rahmani and Kim likely the center back pairing there now. Um, and then you've got Hellas Verona. You've got Barak. Lasagna, Henri might be the the you know the, the front three, if you will, in a three four two one. Yeah. Um no, no so, Chilipo. He's going off to yep. Napoli. Yep, he's off to Napoli. So you wonder if he's gonna have it'll be the first game for Kavicha. We'll we'll see what he can do. Hmm. Um you know I think there's goals in this game for both teams. I'm gonna say Napoli are gonna sweat this one. They'll win two one. Okay. Okay. I I think that they will um, there'll be a little bit of a struggle. Hellas Verona will come out firing. They'll probably get the early goal, and then Napoli will comfortably work their way back into the game, come from behind, uh, get three points, two one for for Napoli. That's where I'm going on this one. Yeah, that's a pretty good shout. Um, yeah, you know, obviously Cholito going from Hellas over to Napoli. My big question there is. Is they gonna is he gonna be the backup? How do you have a 17 goal guy as your backup? Um, or do they play together? Typically, what what um Spalletti does is has a one striker system, but you know, maybe they can figure something out where they get both of them on the pitch at the same time. They're both really good goal scorers, both Osimen and and um Cholito Simeone. But uh yeah, that notwithstanding, I think this should be a closer game because Hella seems to always come out the gates very well. Uh, they start out the season always like chopping a bit, getting all these results, and then they start fading as the season goes on. And I think you're right. I think they're going to make Napoli sweat. I, I like I mentioned last week. I think this is a very good Napoli squad. I picked them to finish third the season in the pre- preseason prediction. Um, I like I like the moves they've made, and they've made, and that's even before they got Simeone. Right now they got a, a backup striker or a co-striker or whatever you want to call it. Um, but Again, Hellas starts out well usually, and so I think they're gonna make it tough. And I like your two to one scoreline. I, I do. I, I was really thinking about Thomas Henri or who's gonna step up. Is it gonna be Kevin Lasagna? Or who, who's gonna be that uh, take Simeone's position there? And uh, Henri, you know, we saw Okereke what he can do with a good team. I think Thomas Henri can do very well as, with uh, with Hellas Verona this year, and you know, look out for him to have a breakout season too. You know, we talked about um Okareke last year Henri now is on a good team and maybe he'll get some chance to score here if he's the if he's the main striker there so good tight game I think but I, I agree Napoli's gonna win that game yep and then moving on we got Juventus and Sassuolo these teams have met 11 straight games of three or more goals in this game oh. uh when they meet um, and then 12 of the last 13 fixtures, and we're going all the way back to September of 2016. So there will be, I, I expect there to be goals in this game as well. You also got Andrea Pinamonte over there at Sassuolo too. We should, it, it should be said. Yeah. So maybe Alvarez is probably yeah. getting pushed, pushed further and further back, even though he has been scoring in preseason. It's going to be very interesting to see what Sassuolo do here. Um, 
But you've got Pinamonte, you've got Raspadori, you've got to. Oh, by the way, Domenico Berardi still plays for Sassuolo. Um, Unbelievable. And Davide Fratese still plays for Sassuolo. This is a decent team um, that they're going to throw at this Juve side that expects to be a. Juve expects to start uh, Quadrado and Di Maria to flank Vlaovic if you're just looking at Sofa score, which could be pretty interesting. And then a. Midfield three of Zakaria, uh, Locatelli, and then Fagioli. So, huh, so we'll see. I think this, you know, and then you've got Bonucci and Bremer playing together uh, in the back. I mean, I see goals in this game. Yeah. Um, Bob says 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> Bob says 3-3. Three, three. Someone says 2-2. Two, two. I see 3-3. Three, three. 2-2. Two, two. Bob's saying 2-2 two, two and 3-3. Three, three. Make up your mind, Bob. 2-2 two, is for the Napoli game, I think. Oh, is he saying 2-2 two, two for the Napoli game? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, Napoli are going to – or I mean, sorry. Sassuolo are going to score. Yeah. Um, But I think Juve really need to get off to the right start here Um, if they're going to be a thing. <sighs> I'm going to go two one to Juve. I think there'll be goals in this game. There might even be more than the three goals I'm giving, uh, but I'm going to go for Juve to win this one narrowly. Um, it'll be a very very wildly contested game. Yeah. Um, but I expect Juventus to, you know, they to see what the rest of the contenders have done, getting three points right out of the box, right off the blocks, and they're going to want to get their three points as well. They don't want to start this thing off behind. So, I go Juve 2-1. George says uh, Juve is going to become the man you have Serie A this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ronaldo effect. Um, yeah, you know, if, if usually I am the optimist. And I would say, hey, you know, Juventus got these new players. They want to come out with a bang. They're going to win something. They're going to win. Uh, but I, I I tend to be realist with, with this in this regard because I don't know. I've seen Allegri last year, Allegri 2.0. And I don't – I know it's not the same – as before, meaning defensively, they're not the same team. And now they lost Delic, they lost Chiellini, and they still got Panucci. Um, interesting to see Cuadrado with Di Maria up top along Blahovic. Obviously, Kies is not ready yet. Um, and then midfield, I probably would have gone McKinney over Fagioli, but I mean, you can't go wrong. Juventini are talking up this kid, and he looks everything every time I've seen him, he's looked pretty decent. So he's the future. <sighs> But I agree. Sassuolo is going to score goals. They are. Um, I like this team offensively. As much as I like Juve's offense, when they're, you know, the potential that they could have, Sassuolo probably has the better offensive output at the moment. On I might go on a limb and say, you know, they don't have the, they don't have the Vlahovic, you know, but they don't have Di Maria, but they got some quality strikers or attacking players. So I'm going to go 2 2. I'm going to go 2 2. Okay. Goals both ways. And I don't think they can. Uh, Bremer is obviously there. We're going to see what he does, but. There's so much Bremer can do. There's so much. If it was just like one guy you had to focus on, that's one thing. Bremer could shut him down. But he can shut down, you know, the striker for Sassuolo. And, oh, by the way, they got Boga. They got, you know, Pertes. They got all these guys that can score goals for them. So Sassuolo are going to get goals in this one. And I don't think Allegri will have a, a, a recipe for this just yet. I think it'll take Allegri some games to get up to speed. Uh, but, yeah, 2-2. So basically what we're saying is if you're working tomorrow Watch. in North America – um, have these games on in the back at, at, at the very least have these games on in the background. If you yeah. can um, keep the noise down. 
Hmm. But because um, there's going to be goals in each of them, so yeah. that's uh, that's that's where we that's where we stand on those. So um, it looks like the uh, chat is agreeing with all of us, yeah. uh, with 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 both of us. So. All of us, we're high ourselves, <laughs> you know. Uh, goal of the week. Um, I I've got the Sanabria goal. Okay, uh, and I've got Rebic's first. Um, those really are the two. Okay. Um, I want to put uh, Pierre Kalulu's uh, defense on the Udinese counter is a player of the week. Mm. So that's in there for me. Um, I'll go with Sanabria's goal of the week. Rebic second. Kalulu's defensive effort third. Um, I'm going to go fourth. I'm going to go... Um, I'm just going to say those three. Okay. Great minds. Great minds. Um, my fifth goal, my fifth goal, my top five plays. No, Wait second. a second. Cristante banger. No. Is that Chris? If it's Chris. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Romanisti. Let him, let him have his oh. day. <laughs> um, I'm going to say my top five plays. Notice I said plays. We love team goals here at City. I sit down. I think you, uh, Fiorentina had two of them, both the Bonaventura goal and the Luka Jovic goal. I think were both really nice. They're gonna be my co-top number number five for me. Number four, new man at his current club, Okareke. His header. I love the play. The, the wonderful cross to him, and then he nailed it yep. in there. Okareke is gonna have a good season. Uh, we're on the same page on number three, Kalulu. What a fantastic play defensively. One on two. Uh, Sat right in the middle there, Delafeo and success gave no option to give it to success, and then pounced on Delafeo, forced that turnover, and got the ball all out of all that. Oh, fantastic play by Kalulu! I mean, he's really growing before our eyes every game you watch them. Number two, I'm actually gonna go Sanabria. Number two, it's acrobatic goal, lovely goal, a great goal. Okay. All reason he's not number one is because I'm giving it to Dumfries and Inter for getting the game winning goal. Uh, it's it could be a big three points for them, you know, come end of the season, you know, they're going to be in the, in the mix obviously. And so anytime one of the top teams can get, get three points at the end, it's going to be one of the plays of the week. So there you, it is. you just like to reward any, any goal when somebody scores it practically off their junk. Well, yeah. well you know, <laughs> <Man from> <laughs> <Ron Hart. laughs> I think that's, I think that's what he hit it with. I can't, I, I, the the angle wasn't the greatest. In rustling, they say the midsection. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we're on a podcast, and children oh, don't true. listen to this. So that's true. <laughs> oh. oh man. Okay. So all right. So those were our goals of the week. Uh, yeah, we got a long, long way to go with this season. Hard to really kind of get this, you know. But but yeah. the first week, first impressions were kind of. We're kind of dialing it in right now. We'll see, you know, who kind of continues this in match week two and and, and who just fooled us in match week one. It's, uh, you yeah. know, we always say it. We said, you know, once we get through 10 games, we've yep. kind of got an idea of what everybody is. Yep. So um, uh, Anthony saying, hopefully Dumfries wore a cup. Uh, children of the court. Jerry, Jerry, what are you doing? Uh, he's watching the Oilers right now. <laughs> He's <laughs> watching Oilers highlights. It's getting ready for Oilers season. There you go. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, since all of our city of business is taken care of, we can move on to the world's most popular hashtag game. Who won Calcio Twitter? 
Richard, lead us off. All right, let me uh, fix the screen here. Okay, here we go. Coming in at number one, or number one, first, the first up today, I should say, uh, Art Morelli uh, with a, it says how it started November fifth, twenty nineteen. Napoli players walk out on retreat. Is Carlo Ancelotti now at odds with Aurelio De Laurentiis? How it's going now? It's a scene of the Godfather, <laughs> and they're uh, taking out Alan. It's, I guess this is Ancelotti. There's Alan. And then you got Milik. <laughs> right in the face. Uh, there's one more. I forget who the other one was. Is it Mertens? Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't remember if it's Mertens or not. No, Kuli Bali. Cool Bali. Insigne. <laughs> Insigne. <laughs> anyway, that's. Uh, Spina? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> nice for Mer- There's Mertens. Okay. Merton's got to be Barzini, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right, what you got next? Okay, moving on. Hang on, let me get up to my... Uh, at Max at Max Rushton, simply stunning from Dybala. It's a different... This was in the preseason friendly against Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> Dybala <laughs> takes... <laughs> wow. I don't think any of my U- – when I go to U10 last year, I don't think any of my boys hit a corner like that. Oh, <laughs> oh so. my goodness. All right, coming in next, coming in next is uh, Uncle Sharma, uh, and it's Ronaldo back in our lives. Cristiano praying he doesn't have to play with Robbie <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's nice. Uh, okay. All right, uh, our friend Joe Fischetti, uh at Joe underscore Fischetti 5 Let me save everyone some time and provide this week's Raspadori updates. Tuesday, meeting tomorrow, white smoke expected. Wednesday, meeting tomorrow, white smoke, white smoke expected. Thursday, meeting tomorrow, white smoke expected. Friday, meeting tomorrow, white smoke expected. Oh. Getting a little impatient with uh, the Raspadori to Napoli uh, rumors, I guess. It was just like the CDK watch when every time, uh, any, any, every day was just like, is there a white smoke at Milanello? No, no. <laughs> or Casa Milan, I guess. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Jude Summerfield. Uh, he says, uh, Adrian Rabiot would be a statement signing for Manchester United if that statement is, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see. Is it this one here where you're replying to Uncle Sharma as the next one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so this is uh, at Nod MK2. When did Brozovic become a top midfielder? Talk me on Barella, not Brozovic. Yeah, so the original tweet was Liverpool are said to be preparing to offer for Brozovic, and this guy has no idea who Brozovic is, so. Ah, Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Uncle Sharma, a midfield duo of McTominay and Rabiot at Manchester United. Oh it's the Island oh Boys. Island Boys. <laughs> I'm like this Island boy. Oh, my God. These guys are uh, hard to watch. <laughs> hard to watch. Oh. <laughs> All right. What is that? What's that? I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's not my way of like, I don't want to rip on cult, but are they going for like, I don't know, their hair to look like French fries or what is, what, what is that? Nobody knows. Nobody knows with these guys. 
I just <laughs> one of these guys that think they're taking on their own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at Dick Grayson, 194. Uh, there's no way Hubie can struggle to score goals since they got Vlaovic now. Allegri. Allegri. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Oh, that's good. All right. A lot of uh, leader in the clubhouse, I think. <laughs> oh, what did I just do there? Uh, okay, out of context, uh, Toby Maguire as Manchester United with the glasses off. It looks like Frankie De Jong puts the glasses on. Nope, it's Rabio. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay, Apex Crafter, our friend over there, is nominating uh, at Paolo underscore is dead. Uh, Di Maria, Pogba, Bremer, Kostic, let Allegri, let, let Allegri cook the cooking. Oh. Let's put raw eggs, oh. sauce, oh. classic Alfredo. Now putting more ragu in the classic Alfredo, the make sure that all letting that all drip, all and the then... You see that? You put it in your bowl. And I use this because I don't have a spoon. Yeah. Not so much. Sorry. It looks like somebody puked over penne. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Oh. Okay. All Terrible. Right. Last week's winner, the Big Show, uh, comes back and says, Napoli are cooking something up. And uh, something is a pizza on fire. <laughs> uh, we expect better from uh, from, from uh, the Big Show. I mean, as much as he's won, we know he's got to bring it a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So uh, at Jersey, so- Jersey SoCal, our friend George uh, added 10 years to his life. Uh, Mourinho at United versus Mourinho at Roma. <laughs> A different man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. This one, uh, this is great. This comes from Milan Weekly Podcast. They nominated this one uh, from at J Pep. And it's Petula que responder a mi masturbo su. Invece vorrei rispondere a Mimas Turbo su, <laughs> su Twitter. Dice possibile prima di tutti anche tu Gianluigi. So those who can't see this, uh, this they're, they're taking Twitter questions, right? And one of the guys handled is uh, Mimas Turbo. So Mimas Turbo means I masturbate. And so this guy read this out on, on national television <laughs> and I masturbate. And that's why the guy was chuckling because he's like, what the hell did you say? <laughs> Uh, oh boy okay that's up there that's up there stevie i don't know if it's the winner yet <laughs> all right oh and an oldie but goodie napoleonismo sms seeing juve sign every possible serbian except I him i don't know what went into that process i met the criteria to be selected <laughs> But I was I don't know what went into that process oh i see it thomas oh i see it thomas <laughs> That oh. is brilliantly put. When you see that Vlaovic and Kostic are there, but fellow Serbian uh, Milinkovic Savic isn't there. So we nominated this one because this guy uh, at United Frankie thinks he saw the ultimate comp video. And he says, Adrian Rabiot is going to ball under Eric Ten Hag. And it says highlights. I don't know how they found these highlights of Rabiot scoring goals and doing well, but uh, they took out all the junk. So that's why you can't ever trust the, comp- the compilations, right? Because. Uh, yeah. He looks like a world beater here, and we all know what Rabio is. So, yeah, yeah, this this fools people definitely. That is for sure. Uh, our friend, uh, oh, this is uh, just Juve wanting to say once again, Inter needed a Juve worse person to win a trophy. This was in relation to Nerazzurri winning uh, the, the Big Show winning last week. 
the uh, summer summer championship. So looks like Bob has a nomination here. Let's dive into that. Um, you gotta read the whole thread. Okay, so in Napoleonismo saying Vlaovic and the Ballon d'Or nominations, but Allegri is somehow a defensive coach. Collapsed at Arsenal fans quoting this. Bob quoted it. All right, what else we got? What else we got here? Um, oh, Bob again nominated something. All right, so <laughs> so original tweet was from Ray Ray LFC. It says, Klopp wants to speak to Nicola Barella personally. And then Nasty says uh, he's going to tell him he thinks Hendo is a better player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know what? With all due respect, I, you know, I did watch that Lecce Inter game yesterday, and I do have to say that it, it, Nicola Barella is in mid-season rolling around on the ground form, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Napoleonismo, he's got a few nominations. I think this might be the winner. Rabio, seeing this United let, let performance. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. I can't stop this. Oh my god! Let me go back. Let me go back. I swear. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Oh my god! Okay. That's leader right now. That's all right. All right. Nominee from the big show. Yeah, another for the. At just you. <laughs> right now, <laughs> this is after um, uh, the inter inter game against uh, inter one. What, 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 I forget what game this is after. I forget now. I don't remember anymore. Oh, there's no oh my god, I can't remember. Oh, it's Udinese after the Udinese match. That's right. After the Udinese match. <laughs> yep. He's like, come no, on. it was after the uh, it was after the inter match. Was it after? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don Pepino, huh? All right, moving on. You doing this for Don me? Pepino. Napoli <laughs> <laughs> fans explaining how they'll win the league this year and they won't. Roma fans on their way to watch the ball of ball. Lazio fans talking to a brick wall. Cuban fans being to watch, forced to watch Allegri's terrorism ball for another. Oh, year. that's good. That is good. Oh, that's uh, wow. We've got we've got we some competition. Winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I nominated Syria English or Syria because uh, when they did the introductions for Salernitana, they missed the pictures for Braun, Vilhena, and Contreva. They could not find the pictures anywhere on the internet. Not even Oops. for their old teams. Like, come on. Oops. And they want to worry about piracy. No one's going to steal Oops. that shit. All right. And then uh, our friend Nima Tavali oh, with God. the final nomination. Whoever came up with this is a genius. <laughs> so Yogi Lowe, hand in his pants, shakes Kai Havertz's hand. <laughs> Kai Havertz shakes Thomas Tuchel's hand. Thomas Tuchel shakes Antonio Conte's hand and doesn't let go. Look at his reaction. His face is like, no. No. <laughs> let go. Oh, that's good. That's good. A lot of good ones today. 
Oh, mercy. Okay. Oh, oh, man. We, we know it's down to Don Pepino and Napoleonismo. <laughs> I'm conflicted here. I think it's a co-winner here because they're both that good. Mm hmm I mean, there's a Rabia one again. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you something. I mean, and then, and then the also Don Pepino was brilliant with the Milan fans clapping, the inner fans, you know, dancing with the Lukaku thing. Uh, the Napoli fans trying to explain to you why they're going to win the title this year. <laughs> and then Lazio, the Lazio talking fans wall. talking to a brick wall about Immobile. <laughs> and then uh, freaking... Uh, Walter, whatever his name is, uh, dying. It's Allegri ball. You know, I mean, that was great. Also, I think co-winners here, Frank. I don't know. Uh, I'm with Nathan. I think Napoleonismo wins this week. Fair enough. I, I can't go disagree with either. All right, I'll hype that up. Meanwhile, I'll let you uh, let you say words to the people. Oh my God! My, and I'm trying not to laugh here. Let me take this off the screen because I'm not I'm not going to stop laughing here. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Oh, I'm lost for words here. Uh, yeah, City so, yeah, sit down. You can find us on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You name it, we're there. Uh, support the page. You can go and try to get some of our gear as well if you want, or you know some of the cups or any of the, any of the trinkets there. Uh, give a shout out to Wayne in Rome, Wayne Gerard. Talk a little bit of Roma early on. If you miss it, rewind, go back and watch it later, or listen to the podcast when it comes out. Um, always good to have Wayne on. We had Wayne on uh, last season talking about Roma as well. A nice 30-minute chat there. So uh, thank you, Wayne, for coming on. Definitely give him a follow. Follow his YouTube page. We're going to share it a little bit later to so make sure uh, he gets some subscribers there. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is good. Good first opening week. We got two more games tomorrow. Excited to see those games. Should be goals in both those games, really. So, uh, yeah, excited, Frank. Uh, it's Season started off with a bang with Who on Couch on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. 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 That was uh, that was pretty good. I said I remember seeing that yesterday, and I was like, "This is easily this is yeah. easily going in there." So yeah. yeah. Oh man, play it again one more time. I think we need to have more fun with it. All right, well, let me get the, let me get this out on here. Let me start from the beginning here. <laughs> great, great. Let's, let's, let me tell you something. 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 I laughed so hard my microphone came out. Oh my god! Oh, you're right. That's a winner. That's the winner. Yeah, that has to be. So, oh, oh and the bots show up right at the end. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect timing. Oh. So, oh, my all god. right. Um, well, with all of that, we're going to put a bow on this edition of City. I sit down. Um, Nothing else for me to plug except I'm at FTC underscore 21. Uh, anything else, Richard? Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, ready to get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to laugh at this one all week. Oh, my um, God, yes. Let me tell you something. Sit, <laughs> sit, yeah, sit down. We have our own uh, channel on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever there are uh, podcasts, there is City House Sit Down. So for those who are not tuning into us live on YouTube and you want to pass this along to friends, uh, you know, please let them know of those certain spaces where you can find us. Uh, at City House Sit Down on Twitter, 
uh, and uh, Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, and uh, we'll be back on next week, won't we, Richard? Yes, we will. Yeah, yes, we going will. in through match match week two. They're just going to keep coming. So, um, thank chat was amazing. Uh, thank you all for uh, uh, being a part of it. Some great questions for Wayne. Uh, and again, our, our special thanks to Wayne Gerard for coming on uh, and uh, putting the spotlight on Roma. And uh, we're excited for what they're going to bring to the table this season. So um, have, a, have a good rest of your weekend, everybody. Have a great week. Looking forward to next weekend's action. Uh, for Richard, I am Frank. And as always, tell your paisans about us. Ciao. Ciao.